DiscerningHearts.com presents Stations of the Cross, Reflections with Deacon James Keating. Deacon Keating is a professor of spiritual theology at Kenrick Lennon Seminary in St. Louis, Missouri. He formerly served as the Director of Theological Formation at the Institute for Priestly Formation. He is also the author of numerous spiritual books, including Heart of the Diaconate, Remain in Me, Spousal Prayer, and Listening for Truth. He has given more than 400 workshops on moral theology and spirituality nationally and regularly conducts retreats. Stations of the Cross, Reflections with Deacon James Keating. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. The Twelfth Station, The Crucifixion. Here we are at what one could argue is the most sacred moment in not only the stations, but in Jesus' life. And here by sacred, I mean the most mysterious moment. The mystery that we are all taken up into, the awe, the silence, that God came among us, took on our flesh, and led us all into the deepest, darkest place of fear, death. And this God loves us so much and knew us so well that he came to accompany us into that which colors our entire imagination throughout life, the fear of death, death itself, so that we would not be alone. And upon the cross, Jesus shows every expression of human emotion and trial, from his sense of abandonment by the Father to his total sense of surrender when he bows his last, bows his head and breathes his last. Into your hands, I commend my spirit. The full range of dying is upon the cross. The resistance to the surrender. He is accompanying us through every meter that we walk. From health to death, nothing is left for us to undergo alone. And here at this station, what is your deepest fear? This is what Jesus wants to receive from you. What is your deepest fear in life? Our fears keep us from dreaming with God, imagining with God. And he wants to take the fear from you here at the cross so that you will be freed to actually live while you have life in you, to choose to change the world, the culture, to change your own behavior, to receive the promise that he gave us in John's gospel, to have life and life abundant. So paradoxically, at Jesus' dying, his crucifixion, he wants to receive what is blocking your living. Give it to him and press it into his open side 
and let it drift into his most sacred heart, where it will be healed, where it will be carried for you, and eventually where it will dissipate, never to define you again. But first, you have to give him the fear, and then receive life and life abundant. At this moment, how responsible are we for this action that's occurring on, on this, the, the worst day when we killed God? Well, of course, the human race is totally responsible for the death of God. The death of the Son of God, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, take on flesh. For Jesus truly died, and truly was buried, and truly went among the dead. And he did this because of humanity. He did it because of our sinfulness. He was killed because we could not stand love, being so real and so close. We could not stand the light because the light bore an invitation for us to change and to come out of darkness. And as scripture says, we prefer the darkness over the light. And because of this profound brokenness in us as a race, when love gets too close, we feel threatened and we lash out. And so Jesus has come to enter every pore of our reality to, in a divine way, heal us of this fear of love coming close so that we may surrender it to it like he surrendered on the cross to the Father's love and then come to find that there is no threat to love. But it is love that brings all of our desires to fulfillment. And that which we are clinging to and that which we think defines us now are sins. Are vaporized in the light of God's love. And our real dignity and our real meaning becomes clear. We are to give ourselves just as Christ has given himself to us, fully, completely, without fear, that in the giving we will lose ourselves. The promise of the whole Paschal mystery is that you do not have to be afraid. When you give, you will not lose, but all will be given back to you. Jesus, help us to trust that this horrible sign of human suffering, the cross, does not end in the horror, but literally becomes a symbol of hope and love. For here is what true love bears. It bears all for the well-being of the Beloved. Teach us, Lord, as we meditate upon your cross that the meaning of your divine nature is to bear all out of love for us. May this mystery live in us as well. 
We'll return in just a moment to The Stations of the Cross, Reflections with Deacon James Keating. Litany of Humility O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, that others may be esteemed more than I, that in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease, that others may be chosen and I set aside, that others may be praised and I unnoticed, that others may be preferred to me in everything, that others may become holier than I, provided that I become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. Amen. We now return to The Stations of the Cross, Reflections with Deacon James Keating. The 13th station, Jesus is taken down from the cross and laid into the arms of his mother. And with this station, we have our eyes wide open. Jesus of Nazareth is dead. And now all of humanity receives this reality. He lies in the arms of his mother. He is surrounded by those friends of his who are brave enough to stay. But it's not just the few around the cross who receive him. All of humanity must look now. All of humanity must look. Look what sin does. Look at the power of sin. Look at what our cooperation with evil can do. Nothing good. Nothing good is in evil. It has an awesome power to even attack and kill love itself. Where in our lives are we letting sin lead us in our decisions and choices? 
Why do we unleash this awesome power in the relationships that surround us? Why do I let sin define my choices myself? Look again. Look again at the station and see the effect of choosing to sin. Love dead in the arms of his mother. The lies around evil are many. Evil cloaks itself always in light and goodness. Its nature is to lie. And because of our weakened nature, our nature falls for the lie again and again. Where is your weakest point when it comes to the seven deadly sins? Which sin is your favorite? Which sin is the one that you will not yield to Christ? For it gives you such sweet artificial consolation that you believe you cannot live without it, that you cannot go on that you must be gluttonous or angry or envious or lustful. Which one? Which one is your favorite place to live the lie that sin can console and give life? Look again at the death of love. The power of evil is awesome. Where in your own life has this power run amok? Where in your own life has this power had effects that are negative, disastrous, and fill you now with shame or pain or regret? Look again at love dead in the arms of his mother and know that this, this mystery of love gone to the fullness, gone to self-giving in its fullness, that this mystery wants to love you even in your guilt. Can you trust love itself? Surrender now your envy, your gluttony, your laziness, your lust, your anger. Surrender all variety of sin to love itself. And no longer believe the lies that evil is the way to life. Look again. Evil is the way to death and death alone. The victims of this crucifixion are also at 
this station as they look out. I continue to ponder Mary's gaze as she looks upon the death of her son, but then out at the rest of us. Of course, Mary looks at the world with her own immaculate eyes, and which makes her pain that more, that much more acute. Because in innocence, pain is pure. And so her suffering is unspeakable because she knew who he was. And she knew what he wanted to bring. And so perhaps her face is just the question why. And of course this is the question that all innocent suffering asks. And all those who are innocently suffering are the closest of friends with Mary and Jesus. The closest of friends are those who suffer for no just reason. So perhaps in the eyes of Mary, those who innocently suffer can find friendship. A friendship that is extended now through the communion of saints. A friendship that should not be turned away, but explored and investigated and received. For you who are innocently suffering, receive the friendship of Mary. Jesus, in your mercy, teach us that even as love itself was killed, you hold no anger toward us. You do not reject us. But your mission continues. You are pure receptivity. You only wish to receive the full and complete mystery that we are. Our love, our sin, everything. Help us to trust you, to give you our complete selves, and then finally know complete happiness. We'll return in just a moment to The Stations of the Cross, Reflections with Deacon James Keating. The Act of Contrition O my God, I am heartily sorry for having offended you, and I detest all my sins because I dread the loss of heaven and the pains of hell, but most of all because they offend you, my God, who are all good and deserving of all my love. I firmly resolve, with the help of your grace, to confess my sins, to do penance, and to amend my life. Amen. A Prayer of St. Ignatius of Loyola Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and call my own. You have given all to me, to you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. Amen. We now return to The Stations of the Cross. Reflections with Deacon James Keating. The 14th station 
Jesus is taken and laid in the tomb. And here we have the finality of the whole mystery of the Stations of the Cross. The reality. The finality. And even though in faith we know that resurrection comes, it is not good to run too quickly to resurrection if we haven't fully existed in reality. Those who mourn at a funeral, those who grieve, the tears they shed are proof that they are living in reality. How beautiful are the tears of those who grieve. It's proof that they have loved, proof that they have let their lives be affected by another, that they did not stay alone or above, but they actually went deep into human life and let others touch them and bring them joy and happiness. Tears. Tears are reality. During Lent, the Church invites all of us to, if we have not done so, begin to live in reality. For as was noted before, reality is the place that God can reach us more fully. Truth is the place that God can reach us more fully. Do you live in reality? Do you know who you really are before God? St. Francis of Assisi was fond of saying, what we are before God is all we are. Have you taken on any of the traps or the masks of this culture and propped up an identity that is not real? Lived out of an identity that only pleases the values of this passing age? What part of you has not been fully accepted as true and real? Would you like to lay all that is not true and real in the tomb with Christ? All that is fake and false, all the masks that are worn, all the posturing and posing. Would you let that die now? Because Christ would like to reach the truth of who you are and have the deepest of communion with that truth. Christ would like you to join him in reality. So come, follow me. Come, follow me into reality. In pondering this station, the lane of the tomb, you can see them placing Jesus' body on what appears to be almost an altar, where at this moment a lifeless form will, we know, be a place of resurrection. 
that God will transform this moment, won't he? Because it's a sacrifice. The altar and the tomb are one. Because Jesus' whole life was an offering to the Father. He lived in reality. He lived in the truth. He was the truth. He is the truth. His life is a sacrifice. His life is a life totally offered to God. And so, of course, the tomb and the altar are one. For this is where all Jesus' choices have led him. He never wanted to abandon us. He was never afraid to go into all of the tiniest places of human consciousness, human life, breath, bone, blood, flesh. He went and entered the fullness of our life, all the while going this way as a sacrifice, as an offering to the Father. And as he lies on the altar, which is a tomb, and a tomb which is an altar, we cannot help but pray that we too will lead a life of sacrifice where all of our choices will be choices in response to the Father's will so that we too can live in hope that our lives, which are sacrifices, will themselves be one day taken into the holy. The holy, holy, holy of heaven. The holy holiness of the kingdom. We hope that that which we have offered to God will remain with God forever. Jesus, you who are the resurrection and the life, reach us, turn us, dazzle us with your beauty and love, compel us to come to the banquet, never abandon us, never let us be parted from you, for our deepest desire is to share in your holiness. Life on high. You've been listening to Stations of the Cross, Reflections with Deacon James Keating. To hear and or to download this episode, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com or you can find it within the free Discerning Hearts app. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you find us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com and join us next time for Stations of the Cross, Reflections with Deacon James Keating.